Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's return to the fray with Adrian Batro, Mike Van Solen, and Kim Wright, and Justin Trudeau having tweeted on the weekend at a concert in Johannesburg, South Africa, hosted by Trevor Noah. He of The Daily Show in the U.S. of A., and, of course, it's seen here, too. But uh, Justin's tweet to uh, help out young girls with $50 million in uh, education cannot wait support of a $400 million package, the Liberals say. But, uh, you know, it's not so much... Unless you want to believe that uh, maybe this was uh, an inappropriate amount to uh, earmark for the cause, or was it more to do with how it was executed in Justin Trudeau making sure the tweet was sent to a concert, you know, big screens on the stage and everything, and uh, suddenly the room erupts. Adrian Batra, what is your thought? It's just one more indication to me how unserious of a prime minister Justin Trudeau is, and he talks about it as if it's his own money, even though he said Canada pledges. He just talks about our our money as if it's his own piggy bank to um, just use as he feels is necessary. And we can quibble with the the validity of the of the subject matter. Canada already commits hundreds of millions of dollars to to concerns and causes such as this. This just to me is indicative of him yet again trying to distract from the realities of what's going on in his own backyard. And latching onto a celebrity. And it's unsurprising to me. Barack Obama used to do this all the time. When things weren't going so well in the House and Congress, Barack Obama would go out to Hollywood all the time and do a fundraiser and stand shoulder to shoulder with George Clooney to distract from other things. Justin Trudeau is not dissimilar to that. Well, you know, but it worked for Barack Obama. So yeah, my question, correct. my question is, is it working for Justin? I mean, is it possible that some of us who are a little more cynical about these things or uh, we tend to have a filter that sees grandstanding for what it is, it may just work with, you know, the common folk. The hoi polloi might be buying this Mike Van Solen. No, I don't think so. I, I think the fancy people, uh, you know, <laughs> Justin's constituency, hardcore constituency of people probably are fine with it and really like it. I think it's a really, it's a big problem when across this country, the economy is struggling, when there's people out in Calgary and Alberta who are who are wondering where the hell is my pipeline, when are you going to do something serious with that, when we have auto workers here in the province who are wondering whether the government's really going to do something meaningful to allow manufacturing to come back in a real way. When people are looking for serious leadership, this stuff just doesn't play. And if I were to zoom out a little bit more, I think, you know, it also, what bugs me about it that hasn't, I haven't heard much, much discussed yet is there is this small Canadian thing where we always sort of look for, you know, if the Americans or the fancy people say, you know, uh, you know, embrace our stars or say we're doing well, then we're good with them. And we look, we seek that validation too often. And I just think Canadians should be more proud of, of what we do on its own basis. Uh, we should seek uh, confirmation from uh, our peers, from Canadians across the country. Um, but trying to look to Hollywood to uh, sort of pat us on the back just seems too small. And for a country, that's so great. All right. So he was sucking up. But, uh, you know, the idea that he's presenting himself as a globalist statesman. And uh, was this a victory for him then in that regard, Kim Wright? Or does he look like, uh, you know, as we've just heard from Adrian and Mike, uh, it's not fooling anybody? 
he looks pretty shallow with this, Ooh. frankly. Uh, this is a great cause and an organization and deserve, and this amount of uh, aid in this, uh, frankly, deserves a lot more than a tweet by the prime minister of, hey, Trevor Noah, look, at the end of the day, I want my prime minister to be more prime ministerial. And there are big problems and there are big issues, especially for women and girls around the world. And I expect more from my prime minister than just, hey, I'm going to whip out my iPhone and uh, and tweet this so I can be up on the big screen, but not be a real world leader about these things. The same way I don't think it's appropriate that the president of the United States uses his Twitter feed just for random off the cuff uh, terrible things. I think this isn't a, this isn't a telethon that uh, the prime minister was, uh, you know, pledging mm. into. He was committing Canada to a large amount of money and and to a large program around the world, and it deserved far more than a flippant tweet. All right, it seems superficial is the point, I guess. Uh, let me ask about other. PR moves, whether or not this was a good one on the part of Doug Ford, because on the weekend there were apparently thousands of uh, Franco-Ontarians gathered up in Ottawa to protest, amongst other things, the closing of this Franco-Ontario University planned by Kathleen Wynne in the latter stages of the uh, recently completed election campaign, and also the uh, French language watchdog, which has kind of been folded into the ombudsman's office complete with staff intact, but uh, Franco-Ontarians are making a point of saying that uh, Doug Ford is tone deaf to, you know, a 4% uh, of the populace and uh, Franco-Ontarians and so on and so forth. Adrian, did he drop the ball here or is this something that, uh, you know, how do do you see this first of all? How do you close something that was never opened? How do you close something that never had any funding behind it? And not only that, there are 12 other post-secondary institutions all around this province that are Franco-Ontarian friendly, that are French friendly already. Kathleen Wynne suggested or proposed this university in a last-ditch effort in her last budget with no money behind it, with no thought behind it. Just a vote Just a yet, or yet another, uh, the multitude of things that they were promising. And for those that are um, on the conservative side of the the political aisle that may feel some consternation about this, I would submit to any one of those MPPs, including that one that um, cowardly quit the Tory caucus last week, not once did this individual say during the general election that this was a campaign issue. I understand that there are concerns and that they just want to point their fingers at Doug Ford for whatever reason. 4% of the population, I get that. They vote. They go out and they and they can make their voices heard, no question. Uh, and then last week we had this big Franco summit that Andrew Shear called, and I, I just find it I find it just patently absurd that we're not getting back to the real issue here, and that is a promised university that had no money behind it and probably wasn't going to get built in the first well, place. And there are several promised universities that were part of this. So not only was the Franco Ontarian. Uh, university canceled, but also uh, the Laurier campus at Milton, York at York. The satellite one. The satellite. Again, no the, sat- the satellite. So these, it's not these, like he these, sold out Franco-Ontarians no, here. He he absolutely, by cutting the advocate position for Franco-Ontarians, but also more what, uh, what offends me out of this is him cutting the child and youth advocate program out of, the, out of uh, having a, a standalone office. That program did some tremendous work for our most vulnerable uh, kids, especially kids who were being who are going through the adoption process 
and and, a number, and especially on the indigenous side of things, this was an office that had been in place since the mid-70s and had done a lot of great work, but uh, right. that, that uh, came off the table as well. There were a whole bunch of things well, in that. A in, lot of things are coming off the table when you've got a square of $15 billion well, dollar deficit as well as, uh, you know, when at, you've got at a debt. At some point, though, do you, do you have to look at all these programs and say, what are the right things to keep? And I would I would say that uh, there are some things that got cut in the budget and the fall economic right. statement the, that should. The reason I cut. brought up the Franco uh, Ontarian University is because the demonstration that took place in Ottawa is again reminiscent of uh, folks who believe that, and a lot of it has to do with identity politics, that somehow this minority is second class, relegated to second class status, and that's the the card that they're playing or how they're positioning that. No validity to that complaint there, Mike. Well, there is no validity. The The reality is that as a province, we're doing a great job of, of providing uh, people with French educations. Uh, there's more people involved in French immersion than ever before or after school, French care. Um, our stat, as a province, we're actually doing really great. Uh, French immersion uh, schooling at, at the public education at, at the uh, elementary school level has never had more enrollment. So um, I think we're doing great. But what we can't do is fund a university that we don't have money for. And, and a news flash, there's going to be other groups who are going to be uh, hurt in the in the coming days because they were promised things by the previous government and there is just no money. There will be hard cho- hard choices to be made. There will be groups who are doing, ostensibly doing good things to help uh, people in need. And um, there's not going to be enough money. So there's going to be have to be difficult choices. I expect we will have further protests and, and groups who are aggrieved by decisions that have been made. But there was a commitment made by this province uh, in choosing Doug Ford as premier to bring things back uh, to fiscal balance, to be more responsible with taxpayers' money. So we're gonna. this is going to play out a little bit. It seems like a no-brainer to choose to close a university that had never actually opened. Uh, right. That's just the reality. I want to come back in a moment and uh, pick up on the choices that Justin Trudeau has chosen to prioritize, for better, for worse. Well, a panel will weigh in on those matters and more. Adrian Batra, Mike Van Sol, and Kim Wright on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.